Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Chargers. And man, Loneal already getting a victory meal in the system. Look at those biceps, the eight and six Chargers low. I'm telling you, I got to be starting to eat some victory brisket with Herbo, man, because that guy is a a special talent. But think about where we were a few months ago. Now look at us. Playoffs right in front of us, Lorenzo Neal. Oh, yeah. Barney, it's crazy. I remember a couple of times having to talk you off the ledge. Hey, we're going to get through this, baby. We're going to get through it. And we were just like, what do we do? It's a fire sale. But in the storm, we talked about it last week before this game. And I hope a lot of listeners go on and and check it out. And, you know, I'll let you go ahead and, you know, if they want to make a little bit of money, why don't you tell them where to make some money? Because I think you and I have been red hot. Oh, yeah. We, we, we've we been going to bet online, and I'm telling you, those Chargers futures bets, people laughing at 40-1 to 1 odds for them to win the Super Bowl. Hey, sprinkle a little bit of that pixie dust on that because this team is a dark horse right now. They're getting reinforcements back with Bosa, James. Hey, yeah, don't look now. Rashawn Slater may be looming as well. People laughing about that. So go to bet online, everybody. I'm telling you, lock in that Chargers bet before Vegas steals those odds from you because right now the powder blue – it's looking juicier than ever, Low Neil. It is looking juicy. That used to be an old song. I said, juicy. I remember that song. That was <laughs> bomb back in the day. But I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. When you look at this team, you and I talked about pre-Tennessee. We said, what is this game going to look like? We said, it's going to be physical. Derrick Henry ran hard. He ran like a man possessed. He, he was trying hard. You could just, he was unbelievable in that game. But the Chargers didn't let him get away. He had, he did, he got some. But I told you, if this game comes down where Tannehan has to beat you, it goes to show you he can't beat you. But if this game comes down to where the Chargers, the reason why I love the Chargers, because if Justin Herbert has to beat you, you know and I know he can do it. That's the difference between a great running game and a great passing game. And and the special thing about Justin Herbert is, listen – He'll be the first one to tell you he didn't have his best game for his lofty high standards. But when the chips counted, when they were all at the front of the table, he delivered. And he'll tell you those two interceptions he threw were very unlike him. And But listen, what it came down to was Justin Herbert with 44 seconds to go, no timeouts, needing to put this team into field goal range. And was there ever a doubt? Herbert rolling to the right at the 40-yard line, an absolute laser load of Mike Williams could be the throw of the year. An unbelievable throw to Mike Williams. Could you – did you – that thing was insane. I, it was insane. I don't know – seriously, I know everyone talks about Mahomes and Josh Allen. I don't know if they make that throw. That was a – it, it's not – I put it this way. It's not a lot of guys that can do that. On the roll – Throw it that far down the field with that type of accuracy. There's not a lot of guys, maybe two or three, not a lot of guys are doing that. The pressure and the distress that he was under, but he held onto the ball. Sometimes when I thought they were going to strip the ball, he was getting sacked and he didn't try to turn a bad play into a worse play. Yes, he had those two interceptions and one of them were there on scoring drive. But if you watched him on the sideline and watched his demeanor, he didn't you've seen his he stayed in character Bingo. and that's what people want to see and that's what he has now he has that moxie that everyone's been wanting to see him hold his head up to say okay regardless guys i got you we're gonna come back we're gonna bounce back in this charge team and when i watched that game it's like okay they're staying around and I, everyone people don't talk about this team born it's been battle tested it's been in these close games and it's finding a way to win these close games so this isn't new to them 
And Tennessee needed this game as much as the Chargers. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Cowboys in dramatic fashion in overtime. And look, don't look now, but the Jaguars actually control their own destiny in the AFC South because they have to play Tennessee. So the Titans needed this game that they didn't get. And here's another thing that I love about Justin Herbert. Lono. And again, we're going to talk about this defense because that's where I got to tip my hat off to. But with Justin Herbert right now is this. Even after an interception, even after two interceptions, he's actually the guy on the sidelines cheering for his defense. You see a lot of quarterbacks just sitting on that bench, pouting, talking to the to the offensive coordinator, the coach, you know, being all pissed off, head down. Justin Herbert's chin is up, and he is rooting for his defense like it's Pop Warner back in when he's in fourth grade. This is a kid who just loves football, and he doesn't care about individual accolades. He cares about his team winning, and that's what you can drool over in a franchise quarterback, and the Chargers have that guy because we all know this, and Lowe knows more than anybody. He's a good person. He's a good yes. person, and, and, and that is so vital when, when you're evaluating giving somebody this much money that he's bound to receive, and it's a no-brainer for the Chargers to do that. But just talk about Justin Herbert Lowe and just – supporting his teammates and being mentally strong even when he has downs. And, and, and that's what you want to see. And Justin Herbert, I think he understands he wasn't chose for this job. This job chose him. And just by our mission, because of who he is and the player that he is, and because of the team, the way it's the, the way it's been constructed and the way that it's going, this is this kid's team. It's not Cleo Mack. It's not Joey Bosa's. It's not Derwin James. This team is his, and that's just the way it is. And he, I think that you see that he's under, he's accepting this role now because he's got a lot of veteran guys, his tenure, and all those different things. But he does, he's, I think he's starting to understand they're looking at him. They understand who he is as a trigger guy. They understand what this guy, and when you look at, look at Tennessee, mm -hmm. do you think those guys on that team? Do you think they're looking for Tannehill to carry them and win that game? You know who they're looking at? Who? Yeah, the running back, yeah. Yeah. Derrick Henry. You saw at the end of that game, even with two minutes left, they're still throwing screens. They're still running the ball because it goes through Derrick Henry. And That's and listen. the difference between a lot of teams that are out there and a lot of teams that are pretenders and a lot of teams that are for real. You look around the league, there's a lot of teams that the quarterback it goes to and then you look at the other teams, it's not necessarily the quarterback. And look what happened when the Titans had to rely on Ryan Tannehill last year against the Bengals in the divisional round. He threw three picks. Now, it's not to say he's a great quarterback and the system works for him, but at the end of the day, you need your quarterback to, to make some throws that no one else on the team can in the postseason if you want to keep advancing. Joe Burrow continued to do so. Tannehill couldn't, right? So those are the situations we look at. Justin Herbert did. The story of this game, though, was the Chargers' defense. No question. Some, the, the, the flip switched over these last three weeks. I don't know what has happened to this Chargers' defense, but Brandon Staley looking like he's finally figuring it out on the defensive side of the ball. And as the old adage is, better late than never. All right? You, it starts with the Dolphins game, stout. And low, they're doing it without Derwin James. They're doing it without Joey Bosa. And listen, Derrick Henry, sure, he had 21 rushes, 104 yards, but the tackling of him in the second level, he never busted a big run out. Look, what's going on with this defense? Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, that's about a mindset. They hear everyone, all the talking heads and all the media saying the defense can't do anything. It's a sieve. They can't do anything. They give up more yards and, you know, they give up more yards in the toilet seat, give them more booty than the toilet seat. They're hearing <laughs> all the talk that's out there and like, enough's enough. Stop the press. 
this team is bent, but they're not breaking. You look at the defense to hold the Titans 14 points and said, you know what? That's good enough. They're playing championship type of defense. And I'm going to tell you right now, even with the Niners, good as the San Francisco 49ers are, if you go watch that game, yeah, they gave up some runs, but they kept the Niners out of the defense. They kept the Niners out of the, out of the end zone. This defense, believe it or not, they're playing tough. They're playing physical. They're hanging in there. They're letting. They're giving up some yards. Yes, they can get better and continue to get better. But yesterday, man, that was a physical Derrick Henry. He was running angry. Oh he was God. running angry and daring guys to tackle him. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Chargers did not back down. They did not turn and coward. They did not turn their backs. Guys filled the hole. They played big. And it's not about being great in September. It's about being great in January. Right. And it's just about can you get hot at the right time? And as, and as bleak as it looked, as bad as this run defense has been, this Chargers defense, the one word, they're gelling. They're gelling. They're coming together at the right time. And, and you know what? In two different facets. Last Sunday night against Miami, it was the pass defense that really impressed. Even backups like Alohi Gilman, Michael Davis covering Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And last and, and yesterday, it was the run defense. It was great to see Sebastian Joseph Day come back for the Chargers. Absolutely massive in the trenches. Braden Fajoko, Thurwin's one of his favorite teammates, was been massive in the was trenches. That his, wasn't that his first sack of the year? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was his first they, sack of the year. You watch some of those guys, like you said. Guys stood up and they played big in moments. Guys that didn't even have a sack all year got sacks. Guys came back and said, we're going to help. And I'm going to tell you right now, mm -hmm. I watch your boy, man. You know I love that guy, he, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Yesterday, I'm not saying he showed up in the Navy to stats, like, but he was around the quarterback. He forced Tannehan into bad plays. He touched him, made him step up in the pocket, helping other guys get sacks. He was a nightmare out there, too, yesterday. And I'm telling you guys right now as well, Kyle Van Noy, late season emergence, they get him from New England, was struggling a lot. Now he's just, you know, here's the difference. The Chargers, they initiated contact. They weren't the recipients of contact. And that's kind of the difference of, of this defense. They were looking to punish Derrick Henry, not Derrick Henry looking to punish them. And listen, they're, they're going to need an extra cold ice bath, I'm sure, to last night and this morning because Derrick Henry is the most physical back we've seen in the last, you know, decades probably and and the Chargers defense they met the challenge and Brandon Staley said quote we're coming to hit him today so low you're in a locker room right there's been a lot of noise about Brandon Staley's job security when this team was at 500 the defense was awful what can you contribute to them turning it around was it something that just clicked what, what you've been you've played a lot of seasons in this league what's your best guess into why it's turning around for this team because they love him and they respect him mm -hmm. and that's what people don't understand because if you don't Teams that tailspin, look at go, look at me and you talked earlier this season. I told you Detroit. I told you I know Aaron Glenn. Remember we were talking? I said Aaron Glenn is my guy, and I told you yeah, to watch out for Detroit because they love him and respect him. The guys love the D corner. Look at the Jets. When you see teams that are fighting, look what's going on in – don't look now. But look what's going on in Carolina. Believe it or not, they're mm -hmm. still – they still have playoff hopes. Think about what – because they respect – when you start to see teams and players – do the extraordinary and say, God, we're stepping up and we're going to make some plays. They love their coach and they're willing to put it online. And you saw that yesterday. Everyone's talking about, you know, Staley. Is he the guy? He's supposed to be a defensive coordinator. They talked about some of his, his shortcomings, which you question. You know, mm -hmm. it's still a question. Even though they won that game, the Cleveland Browns, it goes back to me. That one I'll sure. never – I, I just – I can't – You will never forget that one. <laughs> no. You punt the ball. You punt the ball because – you didn't punt the ball, so your defense had to stand up and do it. You made it even more impossible for them.
but they 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 withstood it. So if you would have punted the ball, you had less time. They wouldn't have gotten filled. But anyways, that's another story. So that is the only game that I'm like, I really, 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 really mm -hmm. question it. Mm -hmm. But besides that, man, this guy has his teams back. And this these teams, I'm telling you, these players, they respect him. So you ask me, what's the biggest turnaround? Guys believing. Guy's been in the storm. He still had them buying in. And oh, by the way, I think Justin Herbert is starting to be healthy. He's healthy. Yeah, too. I'm telling you, just Justin Herbert is 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 more than healthy now. And I, I, you know, I still think there's some frustrating things, you know, from an offensive perspective. Because listen, the offense wasn't great um, no. yesterday. No, and and it, and it's still very frustrating. Herbert was still sacked three times. But listen, they they got the W. And, and if you take a look at this Charger schedule, listen. At Indianapolis next Monday night, Monday night, Jonathan Taylor's out for the year. Okay, gotta win that game. At the Rams, Matthew Stafford's done for the year. Gotta win that game. At the Denver Broncos, dumpster fire. Low. The Chargers gotta win out here, and I think they could win out here. I mean, against three mediocre teams. And I know it's hard to win in the National Football League, but you're looking at the Chargers who are eight and six now. If they get to eleven and six, they get that five or that six seed. They're either going to Cincinnati, they match up well with, or they're playing the winner of the AFC South, and that's going to cause either Buffalo and Kansas City to have to kick one of each other out of the postseason, and it can clear up a beautiful pathway to Glendale for the Chargers. I'm telling you, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, Cincinnati. I'm telling you right now, I love the Chargers against Cincinnati. I think because Cincinnati's not committed to the run game, Cincinnati still they just like you know what, and I'm gonna tell you their offensive line is a sieve. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrows, he's in worse shape. The offense—I'll take if you said which offensive line shows me more consistency. I think the Chargers. Joe wow. Burrows is the talent. Joe Burrows is the talent man, but he's getting sacked. He wants to throw the ball downfield because he's got some big play receivers. Let's go to Cincinnati. Let's go to. I'll take my chance. The way this team is playing, uh, let's take that right. Because I'm telling you, I, you don't think that that Justin Herbert would love to see because everyone's saying Joe so Joe too cool. Joe cool. He's Cool as a, and everyone talks about he's a kid. I'm telling you, this Charger team matches up well with them. I, I just think that they're they're heating up, and if the guys that you're saying may be coming back, Bosa, Slater, Derwin Games, if the cavalry is coming back, and Keenan and and Williams can stay healthy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I also I also want to give credit to Austin Eckler because he's been so great out of the past game this year. But I thought yesterday was his best game as a runner yesterday, uh, just initiating contact. I thought the Chargers ran the ball very, very nicely yesterday. Eckler, 12 carries for 58 yards. I thought they found a little bit more establishing the run. I thought they should have ran the ball even more than, than, than they did yesterday. And I think that was the one thing that I didn't understand because the one time this team runs the ball well, they're only giving the ball to Eckler 12 times. And I understand you got to preserve Eckler's, you know, health. And I think they've done a great job preserving Eckler's health. But I do think it's important to note the one thing that's still frustrating me, Lorenzo Neal, and maybe it's because of the lack of protection, but it's so much stick concepts with this offense. A lot of in front of the chains offense, a lot of first and 10, let's run a three-yard stick. And then let's run another three-yard stick. And then let's run a four-yard stick and barely get a first down. It's a lot of curls, sticks. Let's open up the field a little bit more. Let's see what happens when you give Mike a deep shot. Lo, I listen, you're you're the X's and O's guys, but I know a little bit about football, and it's all stick concepts in this I offense. And I'm losing my mind seeing it. Hey, I love you, brother. Born of that's great. It's all sticks. Let's get to the sticks. And then after we get to the sticks, let's go to the sticks again. And let's keep going. I yeah. want to see it. I want to see them cut, 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 cut it loose. And and I am I totally understand where you're going with that. You see, just hey, it's a conservative at times, especially when you got a guy with the big arm. 
And I think some of it is due to because they're not, they don't trust necessarily the offensive line. So they're saying, hey, let's get to the sticks where we can keep moving the chains sure. and get down the yeah. field and then we'll take our shot. But let's be honest, when the game's on the line, Justin Herbert, when he's improvising, he's at his best. When Justin Herbert, when Herbert is Justin Herbert is rolling out, bootlegging, getting out on the perimeter and like making Mike Evans and those guys and, and, and Keenan Allen just to go, go, you know, play street ball, draw it up where they're coming back and finding the receiver. That's when this offense to me is just unstoppable, unflappable because of the fact now he can create and with his legs and with his arm. So I think that you will see them if you can get Slater back and continue this offensive line. And yeah, you wanted Eckler to run the ball more. So you saw the way they were running the ball in between tackles. They were consistent. But Eckler's a light guy, and they do want to yeah. save him because you watch him in the pass game yesterday. He's always Mr. Consistent in the pass game. He's going to get you 50, 60, 70, 80 yards in the pass game. So every week, Eckler's going to have, you know, when you look at him, you look at the stats, he's going to have over, during their over 100 total yards, all-purpose yards. That's who he is. And a lot of those pass plays, you know, they're just like run. They're just like a run play. It's a sweep. They're just throwing the ball, getting it out to him on the perimeter. Two things. Number one, low. You gonna come with me to Buffalo to watch the Chargers in the AFC title game? You oh, come with let's, me? Hey, hey, you know what? If that happens, me and you, let's let's, let's book it, baby. Let's book our flights <laughs> now. Let's go. Number two, this is a more serious question. You 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 play in the league. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What? How many years? 15, 16, 16. 17 years? 16. 16? Yep, you're 17. I ripped my hamstring, so I didn't get 17th credited seasons. Low. Who? I'm out of curiosity. I, if you don't have to answer, if you don't have to, but who's who's the best kicker you ever played with? Oh. Believe it or not, man, that's that's. I don't know if the charges. I mean, okay, for one, I had Morton Anderson, mm -hmm. which with the Saints. I don't know if you remember him, but he was pretty amazing, you know. So I had I had some guys, and then you know, um, with the Tennessee Titans, uh, we had a guy who's played. Um, shoot, now I can't think of his name, but the kick for like twenty years. So had some. And then Nate Cading was inconsistent, but yeah, uh, kickers are or kickers, field goal kickers, man. They are they are huge. And well, let's talk about Cameron Dicker on the Chargers, right? The the, yeah. the best the the best name in sports, Dicker the kicker. It doesn't get more marketable yeah. than that. Dicker the kicker. And, I'm, and I'm telling you right now, Lo, the Chargers have had special team woes for as long as you know the franchise. But Cameron Dicker, they found a guy who loves kicking the ball in the fourth quarter. He wants to get the game winning kick. He's hit five game winners in his rookie season, drilled a 43 yard game, game winning kick. Listen, the chargers were comfortable with Dustin Hopkins. He goes down with the hamstring. If you remember in the Denver game, Dicker comes in, he's 13 of 14 and he, and he's hitting everything. I mean, talk about the importance of that. I mean, you, you know, if it's a tie game and this guy's under 50 yards, he's going to win the game. He's, he's confident. How important is that that the Chargers are locked up right now in their special teams department? Dicker, the kicker, has been nails. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's been very, very – Aldo Greco, that's another one that I had. So okay. you got to realize it's pretty some pretty good kickers that that, that I've seen, and they're, they're very, very important. Uh, you look what Baltimore has. Even the Raiders, I think the Raiders have a great kicker too. But Dicker just stepped on the scene, man, and I'm telling you, you're going to need that guy, especially – Next month, this month, and next month, if you're thinking about having a run, long run, field goals, every point is 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 is, is you're going to depend on. So I think a kicker, the kicker that what he's been doing, Decker, it's been it's been amazing. Really has been very solid. And, and listen, guys, at the end of the day, what what has changed? It, it it's been health. It's been health. The Chargers are slowly starting to get guys back. And listen, it was hard to kind of analyze this team when it was so frustrating, but Lowe brings up a good point. It's like, I was so frustrated. I was pulling my hair out when this team was 500, but how could I expect them to be better when they're missing 60% of their starters? 
And now you're starting to get these guys back. I mean, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Josh Palmer, they all played together for the third time all year yesterday. Could you believe that? They played together for the third time all year yesterday. And what do you know? Keenan Allen, eight catches, 86 yards. Mike Williams, four for 67. Palmer, five for 49. Those guys are going to combine all for 200 yards a game at least between those three guys, always. And they're going to get 25-plus targets, okay? Josh Palmer is a great receiver if he's a number three guy in the second year in the league, and he's just going to get better and better and better. The Chargers now have all their skill position players back. If they can get Slater back and mm. then move and then move Sailor to the right side of that line where there's bigger weakness, it's over because Slater is the second best left tackle in the league, in my opinion, behind Trent Williams of the San Francisco 49ers. If they get Rashawn Slater back, it's going to give Herbert a, 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 an assurance that he doesn't have to continue to sweat over his blind side. He's going to have that confidence that Slater's going to get beat once every blue moon, right? But now he's a little bit more tentative in the pocket, and rightfully so, he's got to protect himself. But you get a Slater back, you move some guys. Corey Lindsley coming back has already been vital for this offensive line. So you start to see the offense coming back. What's crazy is the defense is more hurt, yet the defense has been the better unit. Right. So it's gonna it's gonna be very exciting to see you know low what, 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 when these guys come back. I mean, do, do you honestly deep down think this team has a Super Bowl ceiling? A ceiling. I, you know what? I, I think that you have anything can happen. Do I think they're the best team in AFC? No, not yet. And now, do I think that they can get in this, a shootout in any given Sunday in the playoffs? This team can beat anyone. Absolutely, they they can score with anyone, you know. And, and they have the they have the firepower, the firepower. They have the weapons that they can compete. So I do believe that this team can win. And I believe that if they got to the Super Bowl, yes, they would have to be lucky. You'd have to have some good, some balls bounce the right way. You would have to make sure that you upset some teams. But the potential and the talent is on this roster that any given Sunday they can beat anyone. That's just how good they are. And I think, too, when you look at this offense, you talk about what's been going on and all the different things that happened. So you got to raise four or five weeks. This guy's been playing with a door near a broken rib, cartilage, what's yeah. going on. So he was just trying to get rid of the ball, just saying, hey, okay, I'm just going to get rid of So he was, you know, he's playing, he was playing a game within him, a game that I can't run. I can't do the things that I need to do. So the offense was not more stagnant. Even though they're not scoring the 30 and 40 that we used to seeing this offense score, you see now, though, when he's outside and the play needs to be made, they're making it. And I would like to see them go a little bit more play action and step yes. step and go play action, fake it handoff, and now go downfield. I would love to see this team. I think they need to open up like that, and that's how you can slow down that pass rush with some play action and let guys, you know, now they're not going to come all out at you. So I think the Chargers and this offense do have to take some more shots, and they got to start doing that early. Yeah, it was – I'll never forget another throw not a lot of people are talking about. It was 7-7 game early in the fourth quarter. First and 10 from the Titans, 46. Herbert does a play action. He rolls out to his left, and he finds Keenan Allen. He drops the ball over two defenders, the corner and the safety helping of the Titans. And it was just a, a beautiful touch throw. And one of the knocks on Herbert was he doesn't have the touch. He has the laser. He doesn't have the touch. Well, he shut up everybody right there and had an absolute deep touch throw to Keenan Allen. So, listen, I, this offense, they struggled yesterday. Uh, it could be for a multitude of reasons. I didn't think they ever got into a rhythm. You got to credit the Titans defense. They came out to play. They have one of the best, if not the best front four. They have a top five rushing defense in the National Football League, which is why I wanted to see the Chargers more attack them deep in that secondary. They didn't do that. doesn't matter. They got the win. And if you were to tell me that the Chargers would be eight and six with their schedule, three very beatable teams remaining, I would have taken it considering the injury circumstances of this team. Now, listen, we preview this Chargers schedule. They go to Indianapolis. They go to play the Rams and they go play. Denver all right they're on the road for the rest of the year but Lorenzo I mean you're looking at those next three games all very winnable right and all should should win all the three of those games huh 
Yeah, I think the toughest one, just because of defense that they're playing, they seem like they're playing pretty well, and maybe they're not going to have, and I hope they put him back in the game, is Russell Wilson. I think when you look at Denver, Denver now, you see the way that their defense is playing, the offense scores the points with the backup quarterback. You look at Indy. Indy doesn't know how to win. Indy's not. Indy's looking to pack it up. They're done. You look at the Rams. That's going to be a place. I know they're close in the whose house, Rams house. I think that that's a home game for the Chargers now, and you're playing at the same stadium. So they're going to have a lot of Chargers fans because they're going to be playing and, 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 and we don't know who's going to be out. It's the last going in the last game of the season. Who on the Rams are saying, hey, I want to wait for next year. Uh, it's time. Do I want to get hurt? Do I want to get injured? So I don't know if that's going to be a toughest game as everyone thinks. So the Chargers right now, they control their own destiny. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think I'm going on bet online. and I'm going to put a little bit of money down to the Chargers go run the table. I really believe that this team will run the table. Absolutely. And I, I'm telling you right now, Low, I – you kept telling me stopping a negative Nancy, keep the faith, keep the faith, and I'm telling you right now, I'm 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 believing, man. And 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 I, honestly, <laughs> a, a few signs that got me really excited. It wasn't the Herbert throws low. It was it was that we ran the football. Yeah. And you you've you you've you've made me the biggest homer of running the football. I mean, every team. I mean, look at look at the San Francisco 49ers, in which you also cover the team, and they run the football every time I. It, it, I've never enjoyed watching a team run the football more than the 49ers. I'm telling you, people think running the football is so boring to watch. When I watch CMC run the football, I'm like, wow, I can watch I can watch this for 10 hours. This is right. beautiful. It's second and three every time. You just need Brock Purdy to do a little four-yard out and let, let the kid go. Another right. another th- another eight yards for CMC. I'm like, how how can we do this? This is right. beautiful. Right. Right. So, right. But, but, it's- but it simplifies the game like – a hundred and ten percent. It just makes the game so much easier for your quarterback. And now you have Justin Herbert, who doesn't even need the game that simple. Imagine the game being that simple for Herbert. Oh my goodness! That's why Mahomes is so great because Pacheco and, and Kansas City has developed such a great running system. So they have. and that's why her. Uh, that's why Philip Rivers, Breeze were so successful because your guy LT six seven yards every time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. If you get consistent running the ball and running the ball is an attitude and it's a consistency thing. And that's what the Niners, you look around the league, these teams, Tennessee, it's an attitude. They know they have to run the ball. Those teams, that that's the thing. The teams that are committed and the run game is emphasized. And that's what I think Staley has to be able to preach and say, look, guys, we're good enough, but we got to make sure that we, we don't we don't take for granted the running game. We can't just say, hey, OK, Herbert, go take us. Let's just throw the ball around the park. They have to continue to say, we got to think, we have to run the ball too and keep some type of balance. Totally agree with you. Yeah. So Chargers fans, we're going to wrap it up. Have a few more minutes to go again on this show. The Chargers beat the Titans 17 to 14. And remember, Tennessee had to win this game as well to kind of keep afloat in the AFC South. The Titans have lost four straight games. Four straight games. This was a Titans team that was the number one overall seed in the AFC back in week six, week seven of the football season. They've been plagued by injuries. But listen, the Chargers were also plagued by injuries. The resilient ones are the ones who are able to kind of weather that storm. And Lowe kept talking about it. The Chargers somehow weather that storm. The Titans aren't weathering that storm right now. And, and, and you learn a lot about football teams because if you've been able to fight and weather that storm, when you get your reinforcements back, it's so much easier. It, it, it's just so much easier. So, Lo, what are the keys for the Chargers to end this season on the right note and get into the playoffs on, on, on a high note? What, what, give me some keys, Coach Neal. I, I, I think when you look at this team, you say, how is this team going to weather, continue to get better because they have reinforcements on the way? One is mistakes, self-inflicted wounds. You can't be jumping offside. You can't get these penalties. These self-inflicted wounds now in this time of year even hurt you. You got to start saying, I got to win the turnover battle. If we win the turnover battle, 
Keep teams to 90, keep teams under 100 yards rushing. Say, we're going to bend, but we're not going to break. Keep teams under 100 yards rushing. Say, okay, we're going to win the turnover battle. And we're going to play, try to minimize the penalties. Don't have more penalties than other teams. Because I'm telling you, the self-inflicted wounds, these penalties, holding those old type of penalties will kill your teams. So it's very, very imperative that this team, because they're good enough to win, they're good enough to have a long run. If you take care of the, your small, take care of the small things, the big things that take care of themselves. So in my opinion, self-inflicted wounds, no turnovers, win the, win the turnover battle, don't kill yourself on penalties. And I'm telling you, this team will be fine. And and make sure you make sure you continue to play good special teams. Man, I would absolutely love. I would love to go to the playoffs. I'd love to go to a freezing Buffalo and watch this Charger team play in an AFC Championship. That's a dream of mine, Low. I, I, I would quickly have some tears, and then they would they would immediately freeze <laughs> on my cheeks. So, guys, listen, you talk about Cameron Dicker as we wrap it up, special teams. Let's also give credit to Chargers punter J.K. Scott. I think the Chargers, they got a special teams coach from the Minnesota Vikings this last offseason, and these are things that we don't really talk about, but these are things that are truly proving dividends, you know, winning the field of possession battle, winning that. If you're not going to score, at least try and have a nice punt and pin them back, because if your defense is playing playing well any single win in field position is vital to not allowing an extra three points chargers lose this game if this defense allows an extra three points right so right. the special teams battle as low says it's a third of your team it's a third of your success and it's a third of this importance and the Chargers are proving that if you invest in the right people the right talent it's going to pay off so special teams is great what's trending up for the chargers the defense is absolutely trending up for the chargers the secondary is playing great they're starting to get more of a pass rush they're becoming at least formidable in the run game and that's all you can ask for and wait they need to seal up the edges yeah Bosa's coming back Thurwin's coming back defense is trending up what's standing a little bit for me right now is the offense however if anything can turn it on faster than light it is the offense so you got to continue to keep that faith continue that conviction Lorenzo Neal this is it man it's uh what is it December 19th 2022 we're getting ready for 2023 football that means only the last few are going to be standing Hopefully the Chargers can be one of those teams. But I think right now for Charger fans and all of our viewers and listeners, confidence should be probably at an all-time high. It should be at an all-time high. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right, brother. And all I can tell you is each week is a playoff. The playoff starts right now for the Chargers. All you have to do is win out and you're in. So every game is a playoff and the Chargers understand that. So guys, let's go Bolts. Let's go. Let's go, Bolts, baby. Make sure you guys go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. That's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in Azari. Cheers, everybody. We'll talk to you after Monday night in Indianapolis. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.